And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Patrick Hinehan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Hinehan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. And welcome back, welcome back, your friends, Pat, Bill, and Sean, uh, off of a nice little summer vacation like uh, warm-blooded Americans. We are back. We are back, baby. WADD Talk Radio, episode 69. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, goo. Stick around. Also known as the Gronk episode. After a week off... Uh, like I said, you know, had a little uh, a little vacay, like uh, m- most of Americans do around this time. But we are back. Got a nice little uh, loaded episode here for you. Oh God! No Jesus. better way to start. Just, than just George I'm Michael. Just, just putting so much pressure on us right now. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, pressure. we just had a. I said that nice long weekend of the Fourth of July. Uh, I know I had a good one. Pat, I spent a little time with you, and then you le- you left me. And then you went and spent some time with Bill. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. you guys had a... Uh, There's a cook out at my house. Let me turn the sexy music off. Yeah. <laughs> as no, much as I as The cookout was like not that it. sexy. No. Uh, well, it is with that music. Hey. But the weather was hot. Uh, you know, like me and Pat were up in uh, visiting some family up in Gloucester. A couple, beautiful day. I spent an extra day there and then left on Sunday. Boy, was that water cold. Yeah, it was. But it's so refreshing to me. It was. It's the perfect... Refreshment in, especially for the heat. You get all hot. You wait around. You have a couple beers in you, and then you're like, "Yeah, I can go into the water now." And then, and then we went in a couple times where you jump in and you're like, oh, "I gotta get right back out," you know. And then there was this one point where you were like, "You know what? Uh, it's not bad. I'm gonna hop in. I'm gonna float around. I might even swim out a little bit and swim back." And then you jumped in. You took like two strokes, then had a stroke, yep, and then yep, you're like, "Fuck yep. this! I'm coming right back." And then my arm stopped working. And <laughs> but I seriously, back it's one in. of those where like if you're in it for more than ten seconds, your body starts screaming at you like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Like fight or flight. Let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. Definitely, hypothermia ensues very quickly. And uh, like 58, 59 degrees. Water. Ooh, God, that's cold. Yeah. It was, as far as water's concerned, that's really cold. But, but you know what? For a 4th of July weekend, the weather was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And you said you had a nice little uh, family cookout. We did. We had a big shindig. We had about 20 people or so. Pat stopped by. Uh, oh, yeah, great food. Had the new, the new gal was there. Yeah, I got to meet Jed. She's awesome, man. Uh, it's, it's a month today, so that's pretty, pretty cool. What'd you get her? I didn't get her anything, yeah. <laughs> Get it myself. He your just presence. wrote it down in the diary. Exactly. Your presence is exactly. your present. That's, yep, that's my go-to line on the holidays. Um, so I saw a bunch of family that I haven't seen in a while, and that was pretty much it. We had a bunch of food. We played some cornhole, a little bit of canned oh, jam. food, man. Nothing crazy. The food. I'm in the grill on Saturday night, which like my main spot. I love doing it. There you go. Uh, and then, uh, 
you know, since my cousins are so helpful, I ended up also cleaning up. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. We called about a week ago uh, and ordered Camilla, uh, not Camilla's, um, Oh my God, Conrad's is a really nice steak. Ooh, right. steak tips. Well, love so Conrad's. we ordered steak tips and chicken fingers. Uh, the whole lot awesome. It was awesome. So we went, uh, you know, confirmed it. Like, yeah, yeah, three p.m. pickup, perfect. You know, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, we sent the neighbors over. The neighbors weren't drinking, so we're like, yeah, you know, go go down the street and grab it real quick. They get there and go, guys, it's closed. We're like, what? I'm like, no, it's not. It can't be closed. It said it's open, and then and we placed an order, and they were like, oh no, it's closed. So they drove to the other Conrad's location, which is kind of closer. I mean, it, it, you know, it's not crazy out of the way. <laughs> but they went to that Conrad's closed. Weird. So someone on the Conrad's phone line picked it up, took our order, took all Fourth of it down. July. And then went, Did okay. Did you pay yeah. for it? What? I don't get that. No, it was a pickup. It was a pickup. Oh, okay. So we are going to pay for a pickup. But they took an order, and then they were closed all day, I guess. What do you – wouldn't that also be – like it's not like some random day where they're going to be closed, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, you know," they just thought like, "Yeah, of course we'll be open." It's like, no, it's Fourth of July. Like people are kind of probably going to be ordering food from you because um, we were looking forward to it. Yeah, I was like, I we had, all, all, yeah. we had all the accoutrement around it, you oh, know, big words. But like, we're all excited, excited for these steak tips and chicken fingers and all this stuff. So then all of a sudden we didn't have any food, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, everyone go to your freezers. And luckily, some of the neighbors, Jerry, everyone, we oh, had enough. Sucks. And then we manned. We had three grills going at one point just nice. to kind of cook everything up because everything else was waiting. Like we timed everything out exactly. It was definitely America, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely interesting though. For for um, and then when we were thinking about it more and they were like well we talked to a younger girl so she might not have just it might have not have sunk in you know like oh we're picking pick up for next monday you know or they might they but, might have not said but but, but you would think that that order was submitted to somebody in management or like her or an order or into the, had to the kitchen at least in and they would have been like no in their sorry. computer yeah exactly in the computer program yeah you would think <laughs> like hey call the guy back this order's not gonna work to, yeah, I don't know. Well, I grabbed some lobsters at Roy Moore over on Bearskin Neck before he nice. went down to back down to Boston on Sunday night, so I could have dinner with uh, Casey's parents. And we show up to the apartment, and Casey's mom—they got there like two minutes before us. A the worriest look on her face, and oh, we're no. like, "What? What's going on?" And she's like, "You, you just gotta look at the kitchen." And we're like, "What the fuck?" And we go, there are broken bowls and glasses and everything just shattered throughout her apartment. I guess one of like the extra cabinet that held all the you know, the extra plates and bowls and, and platters and things like that. The shelf failed and just came down on her like her granite countertop and just everything was smashed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like stones showed up. So we don't know like what happened, or like maybe if her roommate was around and she it, like she like slammed the door or something and it happened, and then she was just like, "Well, I'm not dealing with that." I don't think that's what happened, or like maybe their side, the apartment that's like connected to that, you know, that's on that same wall. Like maybe they like bumped into the wall and it crashed everywhere. But as uh, for an apartment that I'm always yelled at to take my shoes off every single time I go in, um, now I have like a pretty good excuse to keep my shoes on because. There's, I bet a month from now I'm going to step on a piece of glass somewhere. Like Even though we cleaned ceramic. it up, yeah. like that's not what I wanted to. What I was like, it's sun, like sun drunk and you know drunk drunk, and I didn't drive home, uh, and then had to spend thirty minutes cleaning up. Oh no yeah, way! We earned that uh, lobster dinner though. True, true. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was so bad that there were like crack, not cracks, but like serious scuff marks and like 
scratches into the marble countertop, which wow. is like you would never think. So, yeah, there's uh, so much stuff. I was so, so fucking surprised. It looked like a bomb made of ceramic just, just <laughs> went off. Well, his Jeez. father thought there was a break-in. Well, yeah, at first he's like, don't touch anything. And we're like, why? Well, I was like, well, yeah, I'm not going to touch the glass. And he's like, no, 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 like maybe it was a – and he's like, go check the rooms, make sure everything is – I was like, I don't think anything's stolen. I think it was just – I mean, it was a you know, a cautious way to look about it. But And then, of course, glass gets in there, food processor – and the, not food processor, but like the garbage disposal – and so it's all rattling in there now because our no, hands are too it, big. And to it go. locks up the gears. Oh yeah, because you can't like. Oh yeah, you can't use that. So and then you know I was got woken like up. Uh, got woken up in the morning because Charlie decided to fix it. Um, didn't have a hammer, but he did have a four iron. Uh, <laughs> that works. Oh, using a four iron. I come down the kitchen. It was banging and banging all morning. He was uh because you know when something's in his head, he like can't sleep. He's like, well, I'll just, I'll just fix it now. And, uh, I mean, I slept through most of it, and then I go down there, and I was like, hey, do you need any help? And there's just a four iron on the ground. I was like, oh, well, that's Charlie for you right there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that turned into just like a fix-it day with everything. And then uh, he's like, oh, hey, I got you something. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, he pull, starts pulling like a mat, like this thin mast out of the car, and then like a, a surfboard that had all this extra stuff. He's like, yeah, I got you. Uh, this is my old uh, windsurfing rig. I'm uh giving it to you guys i'm gonna teach you in a couple hours that's so cool wait what i had no idea so uh yeah he taught me how to windsurf down at pleasure bay you know that like circle in castle island which is actually for the northeast one of like the top spots for like kiteboarding for windsurfing you see them all the time down there just because the wind is so you know it's so open that there's like a huge crosswind always. But it's not as rough. It's pretty and, calm water. Yeah, out there. and you're in like a contained space where there's no boats and you know there's just you know a couple Puerto Ricans swimming. Yeah, and well, which they were Portuguese, I mean, but okay. Yeah, yeah, probably port. Well, I heard some Spanish too, but I mean it was packed full of people. All the white yuppies are on M Street Beach and all, all the rest of the people are on that, oh, I, which I prefer Pleasure Bay, actually. It was great water. And after two days of being in Gloucester, they're like, oh, this water's cold. I was like, this water is awesome. <laughs> so kind of learned how to do that. Couldn't really get it going. Pat, I'll try to teach you. But Charlie just hops on it and just starts ripping through oh, back cool. and forth, which is amazing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, smoked an amazing Cuban cigar that he somehow got. Uh, drank too much wine. It was fun. It was a good time. There you go. Good time. It's a heck of a weekend. Nice. Well, we haven't had a show in a good while, like you said in the intro, where we took yeah. a couple weeks off. Couple and weeks. We haven't. Uh, we haven't really discussed much of the Celtics because a lot has been happening with them. We did the draft was what the day after. Yeah, the draft. Um, um, they. A lot of the conversation before the draft surrounding the Celtics, because of all the picks that they had, was ooh, tr- you know, Trader Danny. He's gonna, you know, he's he's gonna make a move. He's gonna try to get a big name or whatever. And um, uh, no trades really happened. I think he traded one like late in the second round for something that wasn't that big. But they ended up picking this kid Jalen Brown with the third pick, which people were like, "Who's that?" I guess he was went to Cal. Yeah, one year played for Cal. Uh, who? 
I guess, has been doing very well in the summer league. Their summer league has been crushing. They also they I watched a little this... bit of that game last night. Jalen Brown wasn't playing at that point. Oh, I didn't no. watch a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, they said so. he was out with a uh, a knee strain or something. They said he's expected to play the next game, so yeah, it's no, nothing serious. No reason. It's, it's such interesting in basketball watching summer league because oh, you're yeah. watching guys literally playing to their best of ability be- so they can make this team. Right. Like it's, re- it's actually really good basketball. And they also are learning how to play with these other guys, too. Coming it's up with the speed. Fun ba- if you're a basketball fan, it's actually fun to watch. I feel like in basketball, you can pick up the speed of the game a lot quicker than any other sports. Meaning, like the NFL between NFL and college football, I feel like there is big worlds of difference. But college basketball and NBA basketball is basketball. I think Mm -hmm. it just when you get to the NBA, guys are bigger, they're stronger, they're more knowledgeable. You know, but someone like Jalen Brown only played one year in college. You know, obviously that is a trend amongst. But you know what? We'll, We'll see. And I feel like Danny Ainge, he does draft. For what the Celtics need, but I, I can't but it's also not like, think in the back of his mind. He's not thinking, okay, if I'm going to try to put this trade deal together, who do they need? Who do who should I draft? I'm to sure kind of help with the chess piece, you know. And then he goes and gets Al Horford, which just well, I was going to say with these other guys. We'll get into the Horford. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah, just say this. Say their other first. Yeah, round that's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> that was probably Jalen Brown's probably the easiest name to say, and a lot of these guys is also what Danny does. Is you know they draft in it's called the draft and stash. Is where these guys, I mean, Jalen Brown will probably play next year. Um, and maybe this other guy, Ben Bentel, he's actually been playing very well Providence from Providence. Kid. He yep. was the last, the second to last one picked for them. But they also. <laughs> Who's the international kid? Uh, Gershon Yabusele. That's right. That's pretty good. And then the next guy, Antti Zizik, Zizik. who's got enough of... Uh, good luck got, to Eddie Palzino. He's got like two tildes. He's got a an accent mark on that thing. He, I don't know. It looks like a, a German candy name, um, even though he's Croatian. Uh, Rade Zagorak. <laughs> uh, uh, Deontay Davis, Dimitris Jackson, Ben Biltler, and then Abdel Nader. Uh, so they had a shit ton of picks. What eight picks? All four, all pretty much big boys. You yeah, know? that's which I mean I don't know. And which then they go fine like, if you have Avery Badley, Isaiah Thomas. Like if you know you have those guys going strong. But they didn't really pick for, up like a shooter, and they you know they're supposed to be pick up like a shooter. But then like you said, they go and get one of the premier power forwards in the game, and Al Horford, who they uh, got a four year contract, and he's going to be making a hundred and thirteen million dollars, <laughs> which is. Uh, high, yes, but also I guess the, the salary cap has just changed for it's it increased this year. Oh, really? In this free agent signing, um, which is why you're seeing like Matthew Delladova get like forty million. Yeah, these dollars. role players are getting big bucks. You're getting six men, seventh men off the bench. These guys are getting you know a crazy amount of money. Uh, you know, guys like an Evan Turner and, and well, he's still in the Celtics. Actually, that's a bad example. Uh, but yeah, like Matthew Delladova is going to the Bucks. Uh, and getting forty million dollars, and he had more fouls than minutes played in the finals. I'm pretty sure. But so you're seeing these numbers, and you're just like, that is crazy. Especially when you then see them against NHL free agents. Like period is right now, and obviously the salary cap for the NHL, NHL is yeah. much much lower. And you're seeing like Steven Stamkos stay. You know, he's the premier free agent, right? Basically in the NHL, and he stayed at Tampa Bay. With Tampa, yep. Yeah. Which, um, and he didn't, and he barely, I mean, yeah, he's making top dollar, but. What's that you know, top really, dollar? Exa- yeah, I, I, I don't have it with, 
up right now, but like it pales in comparison to what like uh you know Aladipo got or something. Victor Aladipo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like names that you've never heard of. Uh and uh which, you know, I'm sure the whole battle against NBA against NHL uh fanboys is even more. It's just a little crazy. The whole NBA thing is a little nuts. Uh and the craziest thing, and speaking of Steven Stanko staying with the team that drafted him, staying with the team that he thinks he could still bring to a finals because they're a really good upcoming team, um, the exact opposite happened in the NBA with Kevin Durant going to signing with the Golden State Warriors, which is just uh, the, out. the rich get richer. And there's, I mean, like. It's not like the Thunder were like a terrible team. They literally lost in the Western Conference Finals in Game Seven, right? Wasn't it? If you can't beat them, join them. And yeah, and they had a three-one lead in the series too. It, like, wh- I don't know. I, I, a lot of people are pissed. I'm hey, whatever he can do, whatever. Stephen he wants. A. Smith went off. Granted, he had that whole other underlying thing with Kevin Durant when he called him out. Nah, he's you a do not want to make an enemy out of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Why, are you going to argue him to death yeah, on television? Exactly. <laughs> You've been 0 for 6 in the last six NBA championships. Oh, God, picking him. Um, Your but, credibility meter is way down. But what's funny is Stephen A. Smith isn't the dumb-dumb of the week. We're going with Charles Barkley. In the social justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. Idiots who say stupid things, and the people who record and talk about those idiots. These are their stories. Dumb Dumbs. Nah, man, I ain't no dumb dumb. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you went on Mac and Mac, man. <laughs> wait, I'm talking, wait, what? Uh, uh, this is a little two-minute clip of uh, Charles Barkley on with Mike and Mike here. Mickey and Mickey, as, as Dad hates that I called that. But uh, here's uh, Charles Barkley with Mickey and Mickey. Ron went uh, to, to Miami. You know, Kevin's a terrific player. He's a good kid. Uh, but just disappointed that the fact that he weakened another team and he's going to kind of gravy train on a terrific Warriors team. Uh, just disappointed from a competitive standpoint because it would mean more to win one. Just like it meant more to LeBron to win one in Cleveland, it would, win, it would mean more to Kevin to win one in Oklahoma than it would be in Golden State. Uh, no, listen. I, I, I'm not gonna hate on Kevin Durant. Just disappointed, like I say. But I was disappointed when LeBron. Like I was really excited when LeBron went back to Cleveland because I knew it would mean more to that city. If Golden State wins again, it'd be like, well, we expect a win. We just won a championship two years ago. We just won 73 games. Think about this, uh, guys. Isaiah Thomas, who I really admire and respect. Can you imagine? Him leaving Detroit, going to play with the Celtics because he couldn't beat them? No, I could never imagine. But when he beat them and won the championship, it meant more. Can you imagine a great Michael Jordan said, you know what, I can't beat the Pistons. I'm going to go play for the Pistons. No, he got more joy beating the Pistons, winning it. Because when you're the bus driver, Isaiah Thomas has a great saying, and I totally agree. It's a lot different. All these guys who are bus riders, I don't care what they say or what they think, but I really care about the bus drivers because on every team there's a bus driver. Most of those guys are just bus sense. riders. I think it's a it's a scapegoat move. Uh, you know, we you can use any words you want to. I think it's a scapegoat move to try to ease your way into a championship. And let's be realistic: Golden State is probably going to win a couple championships in the next three or four years. Uh, just like you know, when they put that Miami team together. They were going to win a couple of championships because at some point they, it's going to work and they're going to be better because 
all these other teams going to get weaker at some point also. You dumb dumb. Yeah, you can use whatever word scapegoat move is is not a thing. That's that's yeah, not a thing. But also like <laughs> Oh, Chuck. It's like Charles, you couldn't win it the Suns. So, and you got yeah, you got traded, but like he basically forced them. He was like, "Well, I'm going to ret- if I don't go to a contender, I'm just going to retire." And he ended up getting like when he was 32 years old, getting traded over to Houston. And Houston like had won a championship two year the two years in a row in uh, upcoming to that. So it's just like, what do you like? It's like totally hypocritical. And in this day and age too, in the NBA, like you can make all that goddamn money. And we were just talking about how the the salary cap increased. Like he can go get top dollar for, and he wants to go win somewhere. Like. Yeah, like go ahead. Also, Charles, like just because you've never won an NBA championship, I'm sure that's that goes it's a little into, bit of jealousy. Oh, I would think so. Have the terms come out for Durant's deal yet? Uh, I can check right. I don't now. think they have because I've been looking. But uh, the Golden State's going to face a major problem uh, after next season, where Steph Curry currently is on a very team-friendly four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal, and he's on his last year of that deal. So if, if Durant's contract which will be nuts whatever it may be uh is is long term they're gonna have a lot of tr- trouble signing curry to a deal that's just like that well they'll have to dump some people right like you'll have right to dump a, well they're gonna go Clay all Thompson in next year because they're gonna have now that david west just signed for the league minimum over there that ray allen's like hey i want to go play there and he's gonna go shoot with steph curry and just score all sorts of three-pointers and uh, it, it's going to be sort of like the 08 Celtics, and I can't get mad at, at them for doing this because the Celtics were the first one to start that trend. And remember, the Celtics also traded into all of that. And sure. this is free agency, which is a little different. He's making but, his own uh, choice. Yeah. Sure, yeah, but, but without getting Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett never would have accepted a trade to come here. Very true. Yeah, he said Very he true. wouldn't, and then, right. that, Ray Allen, and then he was like, oh, yeah, let me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's expected to ink a two-year max deal for $54.3 million. Only two years. And he gets a player option in the second season of contract. See, that's the thing is because he, yeah, only two years. Hmm. And he also had an option to get that one-year deal or the uh, to ex- an option with um, the Thunder and get one more year at the Thunder with max money. Or, which now, obviously, maybe the Thunder weren't willing to give him that kind of money, which who knows if he would have stayed. Um, but it's, it's just like he could do whatever he wants. Like, Sure. I don't like. Is, is it a cheap move? Is it kind of just like, eh, like really, you're going to do that? Does like, it all? Sure. Does it all but solidify that we're going to see Cleveland and Golden State in the finals for the oh, next two years? I yes. want Cleveland to win so <laughs> it's, bad. Again it's so now. funny, and I hate to bring it back to wrestling, but LeBron and it's like this whole thing is like a face turn for LeBron James, where he's been the biggest heel in the NBA for, love for six LeBron. years, and now because of what Durant just did, it's like an uh, it's a uh, it's a face turn for LeBron. And now he's going to be the guy that everybody wants to win. Yeah, it absolutely. Makes, it makes now LeBron look so much better because he went back home. He won it against the Warriors. Yep. And now, and those are really the only two like dominant teams now. I mean, the Celtics are going to be forever in a 45-win season. But it's like... And he's trying to recruit his banana boat buddy, yeah. Ray. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> Dwayne and then, Wade. Supposedly they're quoting Dwayne Wade, too, yeah. Yeah. You see all the trolling going on too? Like Cleveland Indians start following Dwayne Wade on Twitter. Dwayne Wade starts uh, following uh, somebody on Instagram. Yeah, and now like, like the, the Bulls Cle- want it. It's all this crazy stuff is read into so I much. I love like, it though. Even like a couple weeks ago, Conor McGregor followed Stephen McMahon and Triple H on Twitter. And yeah. He's going to oh WWE. My God. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it was like right happening. after he said, yeah, right after that whole shit with Dana White. Right. Um, and 
it's like people. The other hypocritical thing, or not, I don't even know if it's so much hypocritical as it is short-sighted. Um, all these Thunder people are like, oh, like you're a traitor and this, that, the other thing. I also saw a really funny thing. Um, one of the Barstool guys searched uh, Durant and traitor, but spelled T-R-A-D-E-R. <laughs> and people were like, why are you going to be such a fucking traitor? And this and that. It's like, oh, my oh, God. No, God. But what I was going to get to is... All these Oklahoma City Thunder fans are like, oh, you left. That's not fair. That's not fair. And meanwhile, Seattle Supersonics fans are like, hey, um, hey guys, you still have a team? Yeah, Durant only um, gave you nine years. I mean, that's that's yeah, fine. One right? year at the Supersonics, and Seattle was like, yeah, we got to, okay, now uh, we don't have a team that's going to Oklahoma <laughs> City. Right. Right. So, and that, that team's going to be in a lot of shambles. Uh, whether it be halfway through this upcoming season or next season, because Russell Westbrook is in his last year of his deal as well. And Celtics! Why would he want to stick around? Exactly. He's either going to get traded because the, the, the Thunder's... Danny Ainge is going to make a move? The Thunder's general Yo. manager didn't decide to trade him and get anything for Durant. I would. The talent of Westbrook alone, you'd want him. Yeah. Like, if he was any less talented, you'd be like, that's not a good fit for the Celtics just because position-wise... Uh, that their small, you know, their point guards and 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 shooting guards are are pretty stacked. Um, but I mean, if you can put Russell Westbrook on your team, you put what Russell Westbrook on your team. Uh, and it's also funny is I guess before Durant signed with the Warriors, he was trying to get Al Horford to come over to the Thunder. And I guess if he would have gotten Al Horford, he, he would have. Uh, I don't know how you know this could have been a little while ago. Um, he might have stayed too. So that's just funny how the Celtics ended up with him too. I just, it just really goes to show that, uh, A, in the summer when nothing's happening, the NBA free agency is like the biggest shit going on. And when there's something like that, he also tried to hijack the 4th of July. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you trying to do? Uh, when we had great competitions like the Nathan's hot dog eating competition <laughs> going on. Well, it's only great because you won money off it. Yeah, that's, I literally, I, because, like I said, I know there's a new low there, people. A blogger got new to low go on it, and uh, there was a line for how many hot dogs he can eat, and I hammered that over and won some money. And so wait, was what was like, the over under? Uh, at some places it was 11 and a half. The place I got it was nine and a half, and I hit the over, yeah, and he got 12. And he could have gotten more, but he got attacked by these like pita 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 people yeah. throwing fake blood on him, and not him attacking him. He just happened to be on the end on of the, the end the, yeah. the table, yeah, where they like came up. <laughs> and there's like a picture, and it's like one person's like attacking him, and he's just like still chewing his hot dog. <laughs> but and like I always would see that you know you got your Matt Stonies and your Joey Chestnuts and your Kobayashi's, and you always hear and you see, and it's like. You know, pictures of them like oh stuffed in their mouth. But then when you're when I I watched ten minutes of guys shoving hot dogs and buns into their at first into a in, glass in of water, big old water, cup of water, and then just yeah. and then they're just they shove another one in and you tell them like they're like working it working. And as soon as their mouth is clear, there's like two more oh, in, it's like, and it it was so gross. And like oh. he did seventy, uh, Joey Chestnut Dude, ended up winning, setting the record, seventy hot dog and bun. Dude, that's seven a minute in ten minutes. That's seven in one minute. I just can't fathom what that must feel like in your stomach that, afterwards. That's a hot dog per eight seconds ish. Just like how much sodium is coursing through your body? Eight seconds to eat one hot dog. Also, PETA getting mad at the hot dogs. Um, they're cleaning up the rest of the animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're actually making. They're, they're the Native Americans of yeah, this whole like, thing. No, all we're right, using all of this. 
it's like they're funny. not eating the assholes and lips. We are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that's not hilarious is is in the beginning of the first couple episodes in April and May and, and then the one or two we did in June. Um, really excited about the Sox because they were hitting. We saw a little bit of slipping of the pitching, but we're like, that's okay. They're hitting, though. They have hitting. Ba- mm. Now, the hitting's dried up. Not which dried expo- up. But <laughs> compared to what they were doing. Well, you know what? Yes. You're right. Not dried up because David Ortiz is on, on record to beating his doubles. Dustin Pedroia is fucking killing it, but but you're Mookie right. Betts is but, a starter in the All-Star but game. There are three starters, right, in the All-Star game. Well, yep. not starters, but Mookie, Zan- oh, no, yeah, Mookie Xander, uh, JBJ and then Steven Ritz pitcher. Yep. And they and there's an option to vote in Pedroia. Pedroia. Yeah. What does this stat tell you? Tuesday, uh, yesterday, has marked the Sox's seventh straight loss when failing to score at least five runs. And since the beginning of May, they're one in twenty-one when limited to four runs. And then on the year, on the whole year, they are five in twenty-seven. Wow. And only scoring uh, less than four runs. So that that's that well, that's the picture of. Horrible pitching. That's, <laughs> like that's that. saying something really good about their offense too. Is that through eighty whatever games, they've only had thirty two games where they haven't scored at least four runs. It is crazy how many they scored, but they've also like lose games when they score seven. Not, I mean, it's not as as much as when they're not scoring up to five. But it's also this pitching. Like David Price actually pitched pretty well last night. I I, I think, but then again, every single pitcher it seems just. They just shoot themselves in the foot in the first inning. They just give up runs and like first Clay pitch Buckholtz. is Shoot, yeah, Clay Buckholz is back oh, to God. being a reliever. Clay Suckles, uh, oh. it's it's bad. But they need to figure something out. I don't know what it is. They they need to either pick someone up. I don't know if that's going to happen. But for them to be a contender, it's. I mean, they, that's the other thing is they're still in the race. How dog shit they play sometimes. They're still in the race. They they went a lot of that losing streak they've been doing it against AL East teams so it wasn't that great in terms of standings in the AL East but they it, they're right there they could if they they just get some solid pitching oh, like our ace we're paying him what 30 a year right now okay our best pitcher that we're and our most expensive pitcher we're pitch, playing right now is not pitching well no and our hitter that we're playing paying 22 million dollars to and hanley ramirez isn't hitting shit either uh, so how how are you supposed to supposed to get getting paid to hit that well but yeah it's, it's why not, do we bring him in good. yeah to hit no, no you're right that's what i'm saying is you're absolutely right it's just and then there's games when they you know they'll they score like 12 runs and they look amazing it's it's very frustrating to watch that is for sure and they lost to the angels the other day, twenty-one to two. Losing to Tampa Jesus Bay. Losing to Tampa Bay. Yeah, Who's the like, worst team in the league? I think. Oh, how Absolutely are you going to do that? Absolutely nuts. That's not good. Um, it's just, it's just not good because then they just fell. Now what? They're third now in in, in the in AL East. Really? Like, yeah, they but were they can get back. fighting Baltimore left and right in the beginning of the season to get first place, and now it's. Well, let's hope they make the wild card. Let's hope they make. You know, hope yeah, the numbers too, are it's, Like I said, it's only the the. Does John Farrell? Does John Farrell make it through the All Star break? Does 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 is does, do the Red Sox as a whole as an organization? Does, does everyone employed there yes, make it I through? I do because Dave Dombrowski probably doesn't want to go through a manager change in the middle of the, his first season. Um, if they fail to do anything, if they don't, eat, if they make their playoffs and they can't get out of the first round, I think anything anything worse than that, anything better than that, he keeps his job. If they can't get out of the first round of playoffs, I think Farrell's gone. Well, when John Farrell took over in 2012, 
they've they've only made the playoffs once since he's been here, and it was the year they won the World Series in 2013. Every other year, they've been last place in the East. Like any other city, he'd be gone by now. Yeah, I think that the cancer gave him. An yeah, extra I year. completely as, as agree. Rough as that sounds, that's absolutely. You know, true. you're spot on. But hey, what are you going to do? Nah, I mean, it is what it is. But something that gives people joy in the summer. Um, we're going to transition into a little uh, entertainment talk. Oh, yeah? We haven't been talking about uh, uh, Blockbuster or a lackluster. I have the power to see into the future. Let's now gaze into Hollywood's crystal ball of upcoming movies. I never do anything without consulting my crystal first. To decide if they will be Blockbuster or lackluster. Right. Yeah, you did. Pat, you got the list over there, right? Kind of. I have IMDb up on, on on the laptop here. One I'm excited about, which it's one of these movies where you're like, ooh, potential of being legendary, but also could be a really bad flop. And it's this Mike and Dave need wedding dates. <laughs> Based on yes. true story. And that's And that's why it could get a little crazy. Because sometimes when it's like, duh, you can't even make that up. It's like, yeah, no, we didn't because it actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that one, that one's in theaters this Friday. That one should be Anna Kendrick. Uh, what does Albie it? Plaza, oh, Zach Efron, Zach Efron. So it should be should be interesting on that one. The way it's marketed, and I've literally been seeing it everywhere. Usually, that's a telling sign of it's going to be a flop. Or it's going, they're pushing it so hard so that people, that there's an association with that, okay, hey, this movie, I've seen this ad so many goddamn times, might as well go see it. Because I've, but I'm also like, I've, at first thought I was like, this is going to be dog shit. Some pretty funny terrible. actors, though. Aubrey Plaza is money. And Anna Kendrick is very good. Yep. I like Adam Devine. I think he's a funny actor. Zach Efron, Zach Efron. Um, but I only saw one trailer, and you're right; it had that little connotation or that vibe of like, did I just see the six best jokes? Yeah, <laughs> you hope you didn't. You definitely could. Yeah. Um, just real quick, just speaking of dog shit that you said, uh, the same day, the Secret Life of Pets comes out next Friday, and have you seen an ad for that yet? Yes, because they're everywhere, yes. and that movie looks hysterical. And I think that's going to be the number that. one movie next weekend. I, I, think. I would think so. Um, have one but that, that I've heard some good preliminary things about Mike and Dave. People are like, "Oh, it's actually really, really, really funny." Like the new Wedding Crashers or something like that. And that's uh, what I and that's what I was thinking. You got to wait until I'm saying blockbuster. I'm saying dead air. That's what you're saying. <laughs> blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster. Uh, I'll say both of them. We're gonna do pretty well. And then Secret Life of Pets. I say blockbuster. Definitely. Did Dory come out yet? Dory came out two weeks ago. All right, so we'll get. What else is coming out? And it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, and then another one coming out that I'm pretty Black excited Luster. about. Here is the Infiltrator, Brian Cranston. Okay, U.S. Customs official uncovers a money laundering scheme involving the Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar. So he's literally chasing Pablo. Escobar in this movie. It's going to be amazing. That is going to be good. Because Brian Cranston is just the freaking man. Talk about infiltrating or something like that. I just saw a trailer today for... Um... Ice Age Collision Course. Kiss your ice goodbye! No, That's that wasn't it. Not the one. That's going to be a flop and a half. It was oh, literally the opposite in that it was Daniel Radcliffe uh, as a FBI uh, undercover agent into Southern California's... Uh, I think it's something... Uh, 
KKK neo-Nazi uh, like realm and where uh, a lot of say so hate speech and What's violence it called? and it's called the um, inf- shit how did I forget that already I literally just had it uh, the infiltrator no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, rewinding real quick um, Finding Dory had a 136.2 million dollar opening weekend all time record for animated film Nice. So good for you, Ellen. Crushed it. It's called Imperium. I knew it was an I. That's there you go. New star with an I, though. Really trying to uh, shake that Harry Potter roll off. He was in a movie where he was a dead person. Yep. Um, And now he's a white supremacist or undercover white supremacist. So uh, not a lot of magic going on there. Although there are grand wizards. Um, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. And hoods and capes and Which I <laughs> rituals. Think it's not coming out. Yeah, seriously. Speak, apparently, of, Dumbledore's in there too. He just says the N word a lot more. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> speaking of uh, magic and wizardry and all that stuff, did you uh, did you find out how BFG did this weekend? Horrible. One of my it used to, was one of my favorite stories as a kid. I loved Roald Dahl. Yeah, everything. Well, well, no, people don't get what BFG stands for. Big, big fucking friend, giant. Big but friendly giant. I know. So call the movie that. And I think I feel like that would have helped out tremendously. Oh, I agree. I would have helped out tremendously. That big fucking giant, huh? <laughs> hey, oh, it's a big fucking guy over here. Sir, you didn't read. You don't read, do you? <laughs> but uh, it came out, right? It did, yes. And? Floppo. Floppelruski. 14 million or something like that? Right? Yeah. Ugh. It's not good. Ugh. I think the one I'm most looking forward to comes out Friday, August 12th, and that's Sausage Party. Yes. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? Yes. The Red Band trailer for that? It yeah. is amazing because they do a shot-for-shot shot scene of frozen foods uh, reenacting the opening scene of Save and Private yep. Ryan. <laughs> what? Where yes. there's a can of soup with his noodles coming out, and he's like trying to hold <laughs> on to it. And then there's uh, there's like a can of something else, like dragging a half can around. <laughs> it's just like an arm. It's so funny. Oh, it's fucking hilarious. Oh, that's great. That's going to be good. Um, I'm thinking a movie that might not be hilarious. has a potential because, again, you know, some good names, but I, I don't know. Uh, Bad Moms. I don't know if you uh, uh, Mila Kunis, yeah. Kristen Bell, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is Keep it golden, amazing. pony boy. Keep, she, oh, she's the best. She, she hikes her, like, up her fucking... Oh, yeah, she, she goes in the urinal. Step Brothers, a great yeah. movie. Alice, I think her name was in Step Brothers. Yeah. yeah. We have a new Jason Bourne movie uh, coming Woo! out, and he just punches a guy real hard in the trailer. Just yeah, to remind yeah. you guys how badass he is. Matt, how, Matt Damon, did he just sign like a huge deal with them or like what no idea so, but also he comes out in he kills about 10 people with guns in his new movie then comes out and says that gun violence like something about against gun violence like yeah really you're perpetuating how cool guns are bro yeah. like i used to watch your movies and want to go to get a toy gun as a child yeah yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 exactly have, then, uh, what other movies have come out and what are their numbers like so far with some of those you got that list up don't you um, I did. Um, I was yep. looking at Suicide Squad here. But yeah, The Secret Life of Pets, that seems like going to be a good one. It's definitely going to be a good There's one. There's a shit ton of people on that in terms of voices, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. yeah it should be uh, should be really good. I forget exactly who I'm trying to pull it up, but my Google Chrome is giving me a lot of issues right now. Um, but yeah, that looks, looks really, really good. The trailers have looked really, really funny. Uh, another pet movie that came out earlier this year, The was, Legend of Tarzan, okay, no. <laughs> was called Zootopia, and I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was very, very good. Um, yeah, 
So, hey, um, I think we were correct with our all of our predictions the last time we did this with yeah. Independence Day resurgence being a yeah being a total flop. It was yeah. I think we all knew yeah, that as much as we wanted to. Yeah, th- this weekend opened, you know, and, uh, and only got sixteen point seven million. I feel like July Fourth's a tough weekend to open up. That's like, what, what I doing? don't really get. I never got like, oh, the summer movie series. It's like, I mean. Well, summer blockbuster, like the summer blockbuster comes out in May. I guess maybe because of our age and stuff like that, like we're just like, yeah, I'm not gonna go see a movie in the middle of the summer, right? Like, a, I have air conditioning in my house. B, like, but then again, I think back, like when I was in like eight, like seventh and eighth grade, on like random summer nights, I'd be like, oh, let me go down to Ridgewood and like catch a movie and then walk around with my friends. You know, I had friends, um, <laughs> but I just yeah, like it's such a tough thing, like. Yeah. Finding Dory's been in uh, for three weeks now. Oh, is it? $372 million. Yeah, I saw it last weekend. It was very, very good. Goo! And then, oh, this one we never talked about, which I thought would be pretty funny, too. The Rock and Kevin Hart in Central Intelligence. I heard from a lot of people that it was, like, throw-up funny. Yeah, I heard... I I mean, I think we all thought that was probably... I don't know if we talked about it here, but, like, when you see that, you're like, yeah, okay, Or, like, but good combo, potentially. But I was listening to Doug Loves Movies, and, like, a comic that I respect was, like... Because he always says, oh, what movies you watch? He's like, I watched Social Intelligence, and like Benson made a joke. And he's like, no, actually, it was fucking hilarious. And how about the built-in tagline for that movie? All you need is a little heart and a big Johnson. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect amazing. is that. So uh, great. Yeah, they got $91.9 million so far. Wow. And they've only been in for three weeks. Um, so it definitely. In, 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 uh, well, Independence Day total, 72.9. You know, that's, yeah, that's not I mean, too bad. Not having Will Smith in that movie destroyed it. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, why? Will, Will Smith why? isn't really a make or break actor, but he was, everyone else is in it. He was except filming, for Will Smith. Uh, he was filming Suicide Squad at that point, probably. Uh, yeah, that does make sense. Oh, so, sorry to jump. We're rewinding again. In the cast in Secret Life of Pets, Louis C.K., yep. Eric Stone Street, who's uh, the Modern Family, Kevin yep. Hart, Jenny Slate, Ellie Kemper, Albert Brooks, Dana Carvey, Hannibal Burris, Bobby Moynihan. Uh, wow. Um, yeah, quite the list. Just quite a list. Well, go down the go down the sausage party list. Oh, it's yeah. just as crazy. Paul Rudd, James Franco, Kristen Wiig, Jonah Hill, Salma Hayek, Seth Rogen, Edward Norton, Bill Hader, Michael Sarah. So it's basically Danny this is McBride. the end animated. Yeah, yes. Nick Kroll, <laughs> Craig Robinson. I seen it. Remember, I seen it. <laughs> seen it. Oh my lord! Oh, hey, that's cool. You still wear Brooklyn Knights, man? I haven't seen those in forever. <laughs> I love that oh, line. That's man. great. That's great. But uh, yeah, definitely some uh, some movies coming out yeah. there. Um, what about um, what about uh, some TV shows? You guys been watching any uh, interesting ones? I have. I've um, I've been religiously watching uh, Peaky Blinders on Netflix. It's this old, a BBC show that got picked back up. It is because uh, season tough three, to watch. Season three just came out. <laughs> Blinders, sorry. Got it. Um, I'll remove myself. It just <laughs> please do. Yes, we've been waiting sixty nine episodes for that. Um, the Ooh. yep. Uh, third season just came out, so I was like, oh, I've always heard good things. So I went through the first season. It's amazing. It's nineteen nineteen or nineteen twenties. Ga- uh, British gangster family in Birmingham, like trying to. They were like a small time, like running numbers bookies. And it's this one, the one ruthless brother, and he's trying to like come up and make a name for himself in London now. And it is amazing because it's brutal. It's like really, really well acted. Um, and uh, yeah, it's cool. It's like gangster stuff. You know what I mean? It's like 1920s Sopranos, basically. Wow. That's pretty cool. 
Uh, yeah. uh, I've been watching the new or finished the new season of Orange is the New Black. Right there, right? Pat, you, you said you you watched the whole thing. And Love Sean, it. do you watch the show? I have. Uh, I haven't seen it lately. I was going to say because I didn't want to like say it. anything. No, to, you can't it's, to screw it up for you. But this season was crazy, yeah. and I love how this is the end of season four, where seasons one or two were all based around Piper's life, yeah, and how she got into prison and her life Jason in prison. Biggs, remember him? Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But now season three and four is focusing on. Everyone else, and I really, really like that. They show the the flashbacks and whatever for everyone that's in the prison, which is really neat. And the big thing is too is when are they going to show the background of the hippie girl? Remember, remember her? So she was growing pot, and she thought she shot a deer, but it ended up being a young kid. The one who was um, the yoga one. Yes, yeah. Her background story is the craziest out of all of them. So that's what they're thinking. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. I, re- I really liked the infiltration of uh, like a Martha Stewart type character yep, into this exactly. season. That was really good. Yeah, that was. She was the best character. Oh, by far. Judy King, I think her name yep, was. Yep, Judy King. Um, that was yeah, that was great. And then obviously devastation at the end, but you know, we're not gonna get too much into it. Uh but I couldn't believe that cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, perfect cliffhanger. I, I thought for sure we were gonna hear a gunshot and then the scream go black. Or something. Yeah, yeah, was, you know, it's gonna be like a Sopranos ending, you know, right. something like that. Right. Except we um, know there's more. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Uh cool thing though, gearing up when we were waiting for Orange's New Black, you know, you, you, you know, you see it in the news, like that's oh, coming out in two weeks and three weeks. Yeah, you know, uh, Christine got back into a show um, that her mother got us into after she watched Orange's New Black. She's she found out that this show called Wentworth um, is a prison, a women prison, but it's in Australia, um, and it's a lot darker, a lot more gruesome, a lot more sexual like you know what was the old hbo the one prison toilet spin the other way um what, is, what do you mean the original one uh the hbo w- women prison show um not women behind bars what was that called oh god damn it i don't know i'm not sure um, the witches of oz <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not really sure but oh well sorry don't I worry about it fuck that one up it's but, all good uh, but wentworth really really cool um and so we've been catching up with that one. Um, we're still, you know, about halfway through, but definitely a lot darker, like, you know, a lot more prison riots and raping and, and a little bit more intense stuff like that. It's not as comedy. They'd rather go down the dark, but they kind of do background stuff like Orange is the New Black, too, which that's my favorite thing about Orange is the New Black, yeah. where they, they do the background of, all right, how did this woman get to this exact moment in time? Right. You know, how how, how did it happen? You know? You know, the, the one thing, like the nerd in me, really, it bothered me about the Orange is the New Black. What? Is that you've got one girl who stole that car, the the real good looking Hispanic girl, and then you have a girl who's who admittedly killed like six or seven people, but they're both in regular security prison. Gen Pop. They're not in, or she's not in maximum security prison when she's admittedly killed several people. Uh, yeah, it's instead of like Grand Theft Auto in terms of multiple murders. Right. Yeah, I, it's. I don't know if that's your nerdum or just your uh, good sense of uh, of justice. Yeah, um, but uh, talking about killing people, there's a new one on HBO coming out, or I guess it is coming out. But you can get the first episode on HBO Go that I'm like I'm going. I've been meaning to watch it. It's called The Night of. Have you seen any ads for that? Um, no. it, I guess it's this guy. He like murders somebody or something like that, and. It does a good job of like him the first night at like arrested and then they like kind of go back and they you see him like go through stuff and then you see the CSI people like like going through the apartment and there's it's a lot of good like back and forth the dialogue's great and then there's 
it's kind of like the time jump where you like see what happened and then they talk about it in this and you're like oh he messed that up he's gonna get caught for this and i guess it, it twists and turns very very well um and then i was thinking of oz by the way that show oz that oh, was the show you, i was thinking of well you said women's prison so yeah, that's I'm why an i was, idiot. Said, yeah that's said a... the witches of oz yes sorry about that um <laughs> totally derailed you add not you on that one but i've been researching <laughs> well no it. i'm just saying like why didn't you you laughed at the wizards of oz joke the witches of oz joke so wouldn't that then i thought it was a good joke th- <laughs> but then wouldn't you be like oh yeah the, the show you. oz yeah is it time for a WTF yet? <laughs> <laughs> just about. Just about. I appreciate you laughing at my joke, though. Well, uh, you always well, get a courtesy laugh out of me, buddy. Two more fun ones. Uh, Casey said that she's been watch- she watched the first one of this show, Roadies, on Showtime, where it's about, it's it's kind of like, um, uh, uh, what's the uh, rock movie? How did that just, f- uh, Almost Famous. Oh, okay. But it's new age, and it's kind of about the roadies. So, and it's new age, so they're making jokes about, like, Oh, well, like Taylor Swift's manager said, like, da da da. And it's like pretty funny. So that's good. And then sticking with comedy, the Maya and Marty, that sketch show on NBC now. Is, is that, that out too? now? It's been out for a couple of weeks oh, now. Oh, really? It's hilarious. Well, Jimmy really? Glick's back in action. Jimmy Glick is back oh. in action. It's amazing. It's, and it, it's better because what? I think it's better why, than. Why do you like doing that? <laughs> what, interrupting me? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, because it's like. A lot of it is shot. It's not like live. They shoot it to tape. It's yep. written well. So it's not, doesn't have that. Is know, it in front of a live Saturday studio night. audience? Yes. And it is a little variety in that, like, they'll do songs and they'll do this, but it's um, it's a little bit tighter than SNL. And because they have time to, like, kind of probably come up with more than a week to come up with sketches, like, the writing is amazing. And they're all so talented. And Jiminy Glick's around. So. That's I've been really really enjoying that. Cool. The interview with him and Larry David was so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. So why are you people always litigators? Yeah. <laughs> He's just making like unbelievable Jew jokes. It's great. Speaking of Larry David, isn't there going to be a season nine of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yes, there yeah. is. When do you know when that comes out? Nope. Or is it scheduled to come out? Sometime in 2017, I would imagine. I would imagine. I'm not really sure though. Yeah. Check. I don't know. I'll look let, me, to that. let me Google it and I'll interrupt Sean during his what to what the fuck to, <laughs> to update you guys on that one. <laughs> um but uh yeah, definitely some great TV out there. Um and some great movies. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. A lot uh, to look forward to. And yeah. Great TV did finish up. I knew neither of you watched Game of Thrones, but it was amazing. I feel it's an award-winning show. It was shows. amazing. Didn't they say it was like some, one of the biggest views? The last two sh- the last two episodes were just just unreal. The Battle of the Bastards. No, yeah. I just saw, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was Battle of the Bastards was nine, and then the tenth one was like the finale, and where things are. One all... guy killed a bearded guy with a dragon. That's what I heard. Well, no, it's a no woman idea. killed a bearded oh, oh. guy with a dragon. Is it really? But get your fucking facts straight. Is it Khal- um, Khaleesi or whatever? Yes, is. it was Khaleesi. Uh-huh, and yeah. uh, you know how they're always like, oh, winter's coming, winter's coming. Oh, winter's here, bitch. <laughs> winter's here, bitch. It's snowing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the reason or the, the thing that I haven't, or we haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. You it's know, such a commitment. Yeah, it's such a commitment. At this point, it's such a commitment. Because it's like, it, what, are we six seasons behind now? And they're an hour each episode. It's Almost. sixty hours, and it's... they're going to do two more seasons, but they're not going to be full. They're going to be one's going to have like six, and one's going to have like seven, and then the story's going to be over. Hmm. But it's I. I've watched the first wait. five episodes, and I just haven't really gone back to it since. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. Once, yeah. 
Um, it's just, it, the part that that gets me is because I am, my brain is all over the place, and hence the reason why I'm on this show. Um, How what? Yeah, but part of the reason that uh, that I can't really get into it is it's so hard to follow as far as it, the names. It like, is like it's not like Pat, Sean, and Bill. It's like Denarius and Octavius and <laughs> all these wacky ass names, and, and then all these different houses and last names, and I I can't really follow it just it yet. It is. It can't. It's very cumbersome in terms of the information. Information that's thrown at you. Um, I uh, kind of watch the extra stuff where they kind of explain stuff more, and I've done a couple reading when I'm when I when I'm confused. But the one thing this comic said it too, and I thought it was very true. When they always do like a two minute thing after each, where they kind of like wrap up and like his her intentions were because of this and stuff. But they're still saying the game. It's like, can you just like put up like the graphic? You know, how you, you could like put up the graphic over the shoulder graphic, or just just put their face whoever you're talking about, just put their face up. Yeah, and like change it so I actually know who the hell you're talking about. But yeah, it is a little cumbersome, and especially because it's an hour. Um, you there's this inane, you, it's seemingly inane conversations going on. Part of it is setting, like a lot of times, part of it is setting up stuff. You kind of need to pay attention because oh, he's you know oh he's gonna go behind this person's back, and and believe me, there's a lot of times when I just like instinctively just like took out my phone and was like oh wait shit i'm supposed to be paying yeah. attention it, it's i it, found myself doing that a lot it's it's a little much but once you kind of get into it and stories start really taking shape you're like oh fuck like this is happening it's great you know what'd be great is if key and peel does one of their you know how they did like the college names oh yeah if they yeah, did yeah. that with game of thrones names oh that's a great idea that would be that'd so be funny really, really that's cool. really funny octavius dragon fucker yeah. <laughs> You know, or something like that. Yeah, Fireball Johnson. Something you just, you just come. I don't know. It's whatever's coming to my head. You know, Fireball. I don't know. Most of the ones that I would say would definitely just make you like, say, "What the fuck?" Dario Winters, Winters is for the third of his name. <laughs> just let's, bullshit. Let's go to WTF news. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news. The stories that make you say, "What the." WCF, mate. What the fuck? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of what the fuck? So uh, my what the fuck article comes out of the NFL, and no, it's not domestic violence. It's not raping. It's not a cocaine-addicted <laughs> Cleveland quarterback. It's not. So it's not a raper. the most tamest what the fuck you can get for the NFL, and I hope this is the most extreme one that comes out of the NFL, but Buccaneers wide receiver traps himself in a museum. After falling asleep at a wedding, Buccaneers receiver Lewis Murphy went to a wedding Friday night and ended up overstaying his welcome. He didn't leave until the following morning, and his exit was uh, was a little different than how you normally leave a place by breaking glass and screaming for help. Uh, he attended uh, a wedding in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. So hey. Right out of what the fall? Uh, what the Florida? We haven't had one out of Florida in a go. little while. Tampa Bay Times reporter Murphy did what most people do at weddings. He drank alcohol, and then he did what most people don't do at weddings. He fell asleep on the stairs of a courtyard. And when he woke up, he found himself alone in the locked museum where they had the wedding. So the wedding was at a museum, so yeah. they do that. you know. So he went out back, probably, just to sit it off. or, or sit, Fell asleep on a stairwell where I guess no security or janitor or people go to. And he fell asleep on the stairs. But I'm thinking, like, if you're a venue owner or a caterer or the DJ, or wouldn't you just, like, wouldn't you notice if one of the NFL players isn't around? Or a guest or, or his 
plus one or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, who's that really, you know, the the football player? Where'd he go? Yeah. Murphy told police he got nervous and broke the glass of one of the doors to unlock it. And they called a friend who called 911. Uh, they arrived at 1.12 a.m. He has to pay about $1,000 for the for the damage. But, How much is Goodell finally? Um, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, really just a series of unfortunate small circumstances. No one around. Only option was to break the small glass and get himself out of there, but uh, he definitely won the unofficial award for the best off-season story. He had a hell of a night. I might have to, I might trump you right here, right now, with another NFL story, and another story coming out of Florida. Oh, what do we got? It's going to be huge. Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the Denard Robinson, also known as Shoelace Robinson from uh, University of Michigan fame, um, was in his car with a female passenger early Sunday um, where he drove a sh- his Chevy Impala into a retention pond in Jacksonville's south side. Um, he was asleep at the wheel. Um, there was uh, the sheriff's office, uh, you know, was told about it. You know, he didn't say he didn't call or anything. Went over there. Uh, it was in a short pond. It was slowly, slowly sinking. Um, the cop went up. It appeared both of them were asleep, him and his female passenger. Knocked on the window. The woman took a little while. He had to keep knocking, keep knocking. She lowered the window and said, what's up? And was like, uh, your car is sinking into a pond. You need to get out of it right now. Um, she tried to roll the window back up and go back to sleep. Uh, luckily he unlocked the door and he got her out and then was like, uh, sir, sir, you got to get up. And Robinson was, uh, not waking up. Um, he finally was like, Hey man, you got to get up. Your car is sinking into a pond. He then tried to open up his driver's side door. So the driver's side of the car, it was sideways, like going down into it, which the only the passenger doors could the passenger side shotgun door was opening okay because the other one was in the water against the ground and he kept trying to open that door three separate times he's like sir you can't go out that way and it seemed to be that he was just he on all sorts of stuff no like so ambient or something. he eventually got out of the th- got out of the car and clearly cops are gonna be like okay these guys are fucked up um passed all fields sobriety tests was not under the seem not under the influence of anything like that. It's just I guess they just really like taking naps. I mean, how many times have you not wanted to get up from a nap? Well, yeah, plenty of Maybe, times. You know what I mean? But uh, not it's out. not in a goddamn sinking car. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like they had OTAs or d- two days or anything like that where he was just gassed at the end of the day. That's kind of weird. You know, and for being a pond in Florida, I'm surprised there wasn't an alligator involved. In yeah, right. Thing. But that really is. I think I might. I don't know. Actually, did I trump you? Yours is pretty. Yours is pretty nuts. Well, I think the what the fuck part of yours is how he came back clean. Because yeah. pe- normal sober people, you know, yes, normal sober people do fall asleep at the wheel. Yes, I get that. But when you get woken up and in a car accident, your adrenaline's pumping. You got to get out. He seemed to still be like, no, man, no, nah, man. Uh, uh, great dream going on, bro. Yeah, it's actually playing, <laughs> scoring. I was on a successful team. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't in Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a that's a real what the fuck. Yeah, what do you got, Billy boy? Uh, uh, so mine comes from your home state of uh, New Jersey. You know anywhere? Uh, do you know where Manahawkin is? Yes, I do. Yep. Okay, so there's this woman, her name is Marsha, um, and Marcia, her Marcia, son Marcia. her son was murdered 
Uh, Marsha D. Oliveira faced an endless list of tasks helping the police gain access to her son's phone and email, canceling his subscriptions, credit cards, bank accounts, and, and obviously arranging his burial in New Jersey. And then there were college loans. Um, when when Marsha called about his federal loans, an administrator offered condolences and assured her the remaining balance would be written off. Great. That's awesome. But she got a far different response from a New Jersey state agency that also lent her son money. They said, please accept our condolences on your loss. And after careful consideration of the information you provided, the authority has determined that your request does not meet the threshold for loan forgiveness. Monthly oh. bill statements will continue to be sent to you. So her son was murdered, and because she co-signed on the loans, they're going to make her pay them off. And then what I was reading about this, too. What? Weren't they, wasn't it like one of the people, like, yeah, well, you should have had life insurance. Yes. To cover for it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can, I can, under, I can understand, I can understand if it's, if it's a suicide, it was on purpose sort of thing, where your loan doesn't get forgiven. Or I, drunk I driving accident. But if it's a sudden, unexpected death. I'm murder- there, getting murdered. Or even just having like a heart attack or something. Just a, a sudden, unexpected death that you didn't, didn't cause. Yeah. Exactly. That it should absolutely, positively be forgiven no matter what. But it's it's ridiculous. And I don't, it doesn't say how much uh, money that she has to pay back, but... To put that burden on on a mother who is also trying to pay for her son's burial and all that stuff and, and just saying, nah, sorry, you got to keep paying. Or at least like, wait. Right. At least give her like a forbearance <laughs> for like five years You're or like, something. Oh, like, yeah. We, we see your request and everything, but no. Yeah. Right. Like, like, we're like, no. <clears throat> sorry for your loss and everything, but there's going to be more loss out of your wallet. Exactly. Like, it's, it's, it's sickening. That is sickening. And A, the cost of burying somebody is like insane amount of money. Like, right. Everything it's, is crazy. It's almost $10,000 these days yeah. if you do it like the whole shebang. You can't even buy, like, you can't even make your own coffin. Right. right. It's true. Uh, dig me oh, a hole and Jesus put it in it. Jesus Christ. It's, it's awful. And uh, I hope this story blows up and hopefully it gets gets out there or somebody starts like a GoFundMe or something. Like maybe where- a GoFundMe, but I think in terms of like maybe shaming the, the company into it, I, it's, those companies have absolutely no shame whatsoever. No, not at all. And they'll come after you uh, into your death. I mean, for, I hope it gets out there, like I said, for the, either the GoFundMe or some some rich guy steps up and offers to help or something. But like, God, that's just so That's a brutal. true what the fuck. That- Ours is like a little goofy about, you know, stupid football players, but like, what the fuck? Fuck. Right. That, that bitch Sally May must have a lot of money, huh? Yeah. She's a hoarder. And she did it all, and then now she changes it to another company called Naviant, which, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's why I hate about Sally May. It's such a sweet name, but for such a, yeah, right? like a ruthless Come here, here sugar. Let me give you some money so you can go to school. Now you owe me 45% on top of that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so bad. So that definitely, definitely made me say, what the fuck? Now, if the murderer was still on the loose, and he also owed money to the... To the um, this financial aid I'm sure they'd find him by the next pay yeah. period <laughs> <laughs> they should strap the murderer with the uh, the remainder of the yeah, loans yeah that's a very good idea Ooh, and like send him to prison oh well that's that's a true what the fuck sorry to end it on a sad note no there, it's but... fine we had a great episode we did uh, episode 69 nice we're, we're gonna end it with 10 minutes of and well, as we said, that was episode 69 for WHGD Talk Radio. Jesus Christ. This thing is turning into what the fuck at the end. Oh, my God. Nice. He's a DJ, folks. 
Um, we will talk to you guys uh, next week. Uh, you can find us as episode always. Episode 70, baby! Episode 70, hells yes. Uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. Uh, same on Twitter. Bill, where can we find you? You can find me at Bill Neville NAI. Patrick. At Heiner's Wiener. Giggity! Find me at Have You Seen Heen, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Just imagine, just imagine.